0: If you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to go with me over to a book. It says you don't don't have to go there. And I know on Sundays I, I look out over a room that for the most part, I see most of you on a regular basis. I see you every Sunday and many, many I see back on Wednesday nights. And I get that you know Christ. I pray you know Christ. I get that you are desiring to grow in your relationship with Christ, you're studying God's word, you're praying, you're seeking his face. I, I get that and I pray that you are hungering and thirsting to know him even more. But you know, if we're not careful, there there are there are tendencies we have and this morning's just a warning. Just want you to hear a warning. Um if we, allow, if we allow disobedience to begin slipping in, if we allow rebellion, if we hear the Word of God clearly telling us to go or do or be and we turn a deaf ear to it and rebel against it and run from it or hide from it or whatever, then that's a dangerous place to be. I thought midweek about, you know, we could, Come in here and say, well, you know, what's God telling you to do right now? And, and for each individual person, it's different because we're all at different stages of our walk. Some have, have been saved for a very long time. Some have just for a very, very short time, a few years even. And uh, you're still growing and you're maturing in your relationship with Christ when we, talk about, when we talk about maturity, when we talk about age of being a believer, just because you, you may be 40, 50, 60 years old, but you may only be a couple of years old as a believer. You may be old, 20, 30, or 40 and you know, be older than some that's senior adults in the room when it comes to being a believer, when it comes to, hey, I was born, I was made brand new in Christ. And I started growing, and I've been walking with him day in and day out. Some of us are, some of us, you may be 50 or 60, but you're only 10 or 12 or 15, 20 years old as a Christian. And if we're not careful, we can find ourselves slipping into some things or clearly hearing the Word of God regularly and avoiding it. Clearly hearing, hey, this is what I desire for you to do. This is what I want you to do. And we ignore it and run from it and turn our backs from it. I want you to hear this morning. You don't have to go there. That's not what you have to do. It's a choice you make. It's a choice we all make. Nobody is forcing you to. The devil's not making you do it. Um, you're just doing it on your own. Clearly hearing the Word of God. Studying the Scriptures, the Holy Spirit convicts us of truth, convicts us of righteousness, convicts us of sin, convicts us of all those things. We hear it, we read it, and we know, and and there there is a choice to be made in obeying the book. I hear you, Lord. I hear you clearly, Lord. Your Spirit is showing me, Lord, but I am not. You don't have to go there. You don't. You don't have to do that. You can obey. Sometimes it, it you have to change things. Sometimes you have to give up stuff. Sometimes you have to give up comfortable and familiar and routine. Sometimes you have to give up friends. You have to give up what you've been doing for a very long time. And see, that I think is what makes it hard is when we've done it for so long and we've gone there so long is it just makes it so hard to obey that book. I hear you, but I'm just so deep. I hear you, but I'm just so, almost, almost, I'm just so far gone. I've just gone too far going this path and it it would just affect too many people. You don't have to you don't have to go there. You don't have to do that. That's not what you've got to continue to do. I want us to go this morning to a very familiar passage in Scripture. And I want us to look at a look at a part of it that's so often glossed over. We know the, we know the big picture, we know the story I mean, I could come around and stick this little thing in your mouth and you could tell uh, you could give a, a pretty good idea to whoever's watching or whoever's listening, the story of Jonah, couldn't you every one of you God told Jonah to go he didn't, fish swallowed him he repented, he spit him back up and he went again and he pouted they repented they repented and he pouted. I mean, you could tell that story, but there's a there's a glossed over. There's a there's a quickly quickly get to the next part section. It's a long section. It's a detailed section. It's a very it's it's a it's a it's a pivotal pivotal section that we just sort of fly right through. Go with me over to Jonah. I've Referenced Jonah in the last year many times. I refer, referenced his disobedience to Abraham's obedience. I've referenced how God clearly told him to do something and he ran. I've, I've referenced the intentional, the, the effort that he took in going. Look here, he, he went, He bought a ticket. He stood in line. I hear you, Lord but I'm going to stand here in line and get my ticket to go the other way. I hear you, Lord, but I'm next in line. Yes, I want a ticket as far away from Nineveh as I can possibly get. You hear that, God? I'm buying a ticket going the other way. That's what he did. We don't have to go there. We think about the intentionalness intentionality I mean think about the effort, think about the stubbornness, think about the the just blind laser focused I hear you but it must have took, but that's what he did and then it it I'll tell you this whole time, I could sit here and say, we don't have to go there. We don't have to go there. We don't have to do this. We don't have to choose this. We don't have to be this guy. We don't have to think. And you say, you say, yeah, but uh, it's, it's, that's just Jonah. That's just a guy. That's just a story. That's just a, that's just a book. Listen to what Jesus says about it. But, but he answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation craves for a sign, and yet the sign will be given to it. But no sign will be given to it yet, but the sign of Jonah the prophet. Jonah wasn't just any guy. Jonah was a prophet. Jonah looked like us. Jonah was a church guy. Jonah knew the word. Jonah, Jonah uh, probably, I, I don't know if he sang in a choir or played an instrument or led a class. I don't know if I don't know if jo- Jonah had the, as good attendance as you guys have, but Jonah was just like us. Jonah would have been sitting out there, too. That's why we've got to be careful to think that, hey, this book is not relevant to me. This story is not relevant to me. You know, there's so many that look at a 2,000 almost year old document and say, that's not relevant to me. It is we still have it. Everybody's tried to destroy it. They've tried to get rid of it. They've tried to do away with it, and yet we still have the Word. Lucky? No. God knows what He's doing. God's got a plan. But for us to sit there and and think, well, you know, I I couldn't do that. There's no way I could, there's no way I'd be that way. There's no way I'd Think about it. There's no way I would, I would sit there and stand in line and wait when I know God is clearly telling me to go to Nineveh. There's no way I would ignore the Word of God like that. There's no way if I heard God, I'd keep moving further and further and further away from Him. There's no way I would ever do that. The Bible says, Therefore let him who think he stand take heed lest he fall. This is not an example of a lost person. This is an example of a prophet who ran. This is a a story that Jesus used and referenced in the New Testament, even made references to the similarity of this man here to his own death. Just as as Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days, so the Son of Man will be in the belly of the earth for three days, and then he'll raise again. This isn't just any Joe smooth. This is Jonah here. And look at what he's doing. He's running. Look at how far he goes. Look at at how intentional he is. Look at how hard-headed. Look at how stubborn. Look at how blinded he is by his own rebellion. Disobedience will blind you. Disobedience will blind you to reality. It will blind you to the truth. It will blind you to who else you're hurting. It will blind you to who you're taking down with you. Disobedience will put you in a place to where you're so hard and so callous and so cold and so numb that you... I don't even hear it anymore. I don't hear you. Just I don't want to hear from you. And what I don't want you this morning to think is that you're not, is that you're that for some reason we're above this. For some reason we are immune to this. For some reason that this doesn't relate, that there's no way I could be that bad. Because I'm going to pain him pretty low. Father God in heaven, speak to us through your word. God, don't let any of us leave here without listening to this and hearing this. and God, applying this and challenging our own hearts and examining our own lives. And looking at our own heart. God, don't let us miss this. God, there's none of us in this room have to go there. Lord, it's by choice if we do. It's by rebellious choice that we do. In Christ's name, amen. Verse 3, but Jonah, we know God tells him, Arise, go to Nineveh, great city, cry against it, for the wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish. That's what we know he did. And that's where I've really stopped throughout this whole Year and touching and bouncing off and referencing Jonah. But look at the next section. The Lord hurled a great wind on the sea, and there was a great storm on the sea so that the ship was about to break up. What I want you to see is this man. What I want you to see is the consequences of his choice. What I want you to realize is that his rebellion doesn't just affect him, but if it affects others. And his rebellion has made him so hard and so callous and so cold to what in the world is going on around him that he doesn't care. He don't care. Oh, the wind's coming. The Lord hurled a great wind on the sea, and there was a great storm on the sea, so that the ship was about to break up. Verse 5. Then the sailors became afraid, and every man cried to his God. And they threw the cargo which was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah, but Jonah had gone down and below, and the whole of the ship laid down and fallen sound asleep. The world is is falling down around him because of his rebellion. The lives of those that are close to him is falling apart because of his rebellion. God told him to go and he didn't go. He ran the other way and it wasn't just him that is suffering. It's those closest to him that is suffering as well. And what is Jonah doing? He's sound asleep down in the bottom of the ship. He don't care what's going on. He don't care about the other sailors. He doesn't care. He is so blinded. He's so caught up in the fact that I am not going to Nineveh. I am going to do what I want to do. Who cares what happens to those around me? Don't you dare for one moment think That you can't be in a spot just like that. Don't you dare think. That you can't get so caught up. And so. Cold. And. Don't think that we'll. Because here's what we do. On days like today we rationalize. That's what we do. We we rationalize. We start saying, yeah, but but, uh, mine is different. My situation is different. Yeah, you're not in a boat. Yeah, you're not in a boat with a bunch of sailors and the storm's beating against you. I get it. But you're somewhere. And because you refuse to listen to the Lord... I can't imagine what could possibly be going on. And we start saying, well, the reason it's happening is because, you know, I'm just having bad luck. The reason it's happening is because, you know, I, and every excuse in the book comes up. Never once could it be, well, you know, the reason things are the way they are is because I'm disobedient to God. The reason I'm in the place I'm in, the reason the world is like it is, the reason the situation is what it is, is because I am rebelling and running from a clear word from the Lord. Sailors around him, they're panicking. They're throwing everything overboard. At at what point could Jonah? I mean, right here, we could really start right here. We could right here start that Jonah could come up and confess up and say, hey, it's my fault. Stop stop throwing your clothes. Stop throwing the luggage. Stop throwing the the kitchen sink out the ship. I mean, we're going to need all this stuff eventually. Stop throwing your life away, trying to figure it out, trying to fix it, trying to make it all better when I'm the problem. Nobody wants to go there. Guys, you don't have to go there. We don't have to go there. We don't have to be like this. The um, captain came to in verse six and said, How is it that you're sleeping? How is it that you're sleeping? Do you not see what's going on around you, guys? When we are in, when we put those blinders on, we don't see nothing. You put them, you put them. Pods in and put them glasses on and you just kind of, I'm in my world, brother. Who cares what's going on out there? Who cares what's beating against the ship? Who cares the panic that's going on? Who cares how bad life is? I am not going to do it. I am doing my thing my way. So the captain approached him and said, how is it that you're sleeping? Get up, call on your God. Perhaps your God will be concerned about us so that we will not perish. And each man said to him, to his mate, Come, let us cast lots, so that we may learn on whose account this calamity has struck us. So they cast lots. Guess where the lot fell? It fell on Jonah. And then they said to him, tell us now, on, on whose account has this calamity struck us? What is your occupation and, and where do you come from? What is your country? From, from what people are you? And, and he said to him, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord God of heaven and who made the sea and the dry land. And then the men became extremely frightened. And they said to him, how could, this, how could you do this? How could you do this? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord. Look at this, because he had told them. So they said to him, what should we do? What should we do? Notice this. You don't have to go here. But let me say something. Let him who think he stand take heed lest he fall. There's not a one of us in this room that is too good, too spiritually mature, too, too to the point that we are not capable of such as what he's about to do. He's already said, hey, forget it. I'm going down and I'm going to bed. Who cares about y'all? Who cares what happens to y'all? Who cares about, about the rest of anything else outside of the world except me? Me is okay. Me is the center of the universe. Me is all that matters. Who cares about all of y'all? Because I'm going to do what me want to do. So they said to him, What should we do to- to you that the sea may become calm for us, for the sea was becoming increasingly stormy. And you say, There's no way. I know the next sentence. There's no way. Yeah. He said to him, Pick me up and throw me into the sea. What's he saying? What, what could he do? What, what could he do right here? Technically, what he could do right here is say, Lord God, I'm sorry. Turn the boat around. I'll go to Nineveh. Send me. I'll go. Here I am. I'll do whatever you want me to do, Lord. I'm listening, okay? I'm taking the blinders off. I'm taking the pods out. I'm listening. All right, Lord, you got me. Guys, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I've been messing it up. I'm the reason that this ship is sinking. I'm the problem. Lord, it's me. Forgive me, Lord. I'm the one that's been rebelling. I'm the one that heard a clear word from you. I'm the one that is not listening to you. Lord, forgive me. He could have done that in that verse. It could have, we could read right here. And Jonah, the men come to him, and Jonah repented. And Jonah cried out for mercy. And Jonah asked for the Lord's favor on himself and those around him. And the storm ceased, and the boat turned around, and he went to Nineveh, and he preached, and they repented. It could have said that, but notice what Jonah said. Jonah said, throw me over. Basically what he's saying, he said, I'd rather die than do what God tells me to do. I would rather die than listen and go do what God is clearly telling me to do. Kill me. You're talking about stubborn you're talking about hard-headed. you talk about rebellion. The dude, he, it's not that he don't care about others. He don't even care about himself no more. He's like, look, kill me. I'd rather die than repent and go back and do what God told me to do. Church, I'm telling you right now, you don't have to go there. You don't have to go there. But if we're not careful, there's not a one of us in this room that does not have the capability of literally going that far. Rebelling, lying, running, hiding, away from God, clearly hearing, but I, look, I'd rather die than do that. You don't have to go there. And that's the reach on a Sunday morning, especially for a group like this. That's the part to where we're like, oh, you missed me there, brother. I don't get it. I'd I'd never do that. I'd never go that far. He said to him, pick me up, throw me into the sea, then the sea will become calm for you, for I know that that on my account of me this great storm has come upon you. However, the men rode desperately. To return to land, but they could not, for the sea was becoming even stormier against them. Then they called on the Lord and said, We earnestly pray, O Lord, do not let us perish on account of this man's life. And do not put innocent blood on us, for you, O Lord, have done as you have pleased. So they picked up Jonah, threw him into the sea, and the sea stopped its raging. But that's not the rest of the story. That's not how it ends. This past Wednesday night, verse verse for the week is when we know God causes all things to work together for the good. You know, uh, back to midweek, what's God want you to do? What's God telling you to do? What's God nudged you to do? What's the Holy Spirit telling you to to stop doing? Okay? Because I could take that same thing of doing and turn it around to stop doing. What's God telling you to stop doing? You know, of course, there's no... And and I want to use an example that's, of course, modern. It's old school. It's not modern day because modern is just a cool thing to do. But... You know, take, take alcohol, take drinking, take drinking. It's a cool thing to do, everybody does it, it's just, you know, it's a social thing, we're just going to get a little, 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 we're going to have a little fun, I think it's idiotic. Because here's the deal, you go a generation or two back, how many alcoholics, even in this room, <laughs> even in this room, how many of us, even in this very room, had alcoholic parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles or nieces or nephews? How many of us in this very room had alcoholic parents or grandparents? And it made your life as a kid, life as a teenager, life as a young person hell on earth. But see, that's, that's, see, drinking and alcohol and, and just pick, pick one. I mean, you know, it, it, it was bad for them. It's always bad for that group. It's bad for that one over there, but it's fine for me because I'm, I'm me. I can do whatever I want to do because I'm Jonah. It's a choice we make. I hear you, God, but I'm going to keep doing it my way. I hear you, Lord, but I'm going to live my own life. I hear you God I know I shouldn't be but I'm going to do it anyway I don't care what you say I don't care what you say I don't care what you want out of me I don't care what I don't care who I take down with me I don't care if everything around me is destroyed I don't care if those around me are hurt I don't care I don't care I don't care he went so far as to even say look kill me Kill me. I'd rather die than listen to you, Lord. We don't have to go there. We don't have to go to the point to where we're just lo- allowing those around us to suffer, allowing those around us to hurt, allowing those around us to just go down, down with us because we are so stubborn and so Disobedient to His convicting power, that we're we are just saying, "No, Lord."
1: I don't know where you're
0: at. I don't know where you're at. And and for the vast majority of good church people, you say, "Well, wow, I, Lord, help me not ever get that bad. <laughs> help me not ever get that bad." I'm only a four. I don't want to go ten. Jonah's an extreme ten. I'm just a four. Not affecting nobody. Sin is sin. But you know, we say, yeah, but it ain't hurting nobody around us. It ain't hurting my family. It ain't hurting my life. It's just, it's my thing. You don't have to go there. Father God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that your spirit would calm through the lives of this room. Lord, what are you saying do and what are you saying stop? What do you want us to do and what do you want us to not do? Lord, what have we been doing for so long that we're just We don't even think about who it's affecting. We don't think about whose lives is being wrecked because of it. Lord, the storms are coming and we blame everything. We We blame everything. While we sit down in the belly of the ship of our life and we just sleep in our rebellion. Who cares about the panic? Who cares about the worry? Who cares about all that that we're causing, who cares as long as we are. Lord help us, God forgive us. God forgive us. God forgive us. Have mercy on us as a people. Have mercy on us as a generation, as parents, as sons and daughters. Have mercy on us. You see us, you know us. Holy Spirit, forgive us. Lord, send me, I'll go. Here I am, send me. Do what you want to in me. Lord, give us a sensitive spirit, a a listening spirit, a flexible, teachable, available, usable spirit for your glory, God. Whoever's running, Lord, let them just come to a standstill and repent, Lord, whoever's in rebellion, let them, God, just humbly in a broken spirit, just cry out for mercy and healing. God, take out what we think is is completing us and and bringing us happiness and bringing us joy and making us who this world wants us to be Lord take all of that out and replace it with what pleases and honors and brings you great glory and joy God create in us a clean heart oh God renew a steadfast spirit against us it's against you and you alone that we've sinned God help us God help us We'll give you praise, Lord. We'll give you praise. God, don't let us stay. God, don't let us stay in rebellion. Take us, use us for your glory alone. In Christ's name, amen.